speaking of employees, on inclusion and diversity in oil and gas, how can we um, exceed expectations and how can we expand on that? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great question um, because people, again, there's a, there's a bit of a misnomer there. You know, um, I'm probably going to date myself a little bit, but a lot of people still think that, um, uh, that the oil and gas industry is, is you know, Dallas, uh, the TV show from the 80s, and, and it isn't, right? Um, you know, uh, we're, we're not your grandpa's oil and gas company is something that I like to say to a lot of people. Um, but I think what we have to do is embrace it with both arms and celebrate that diversity that is in our employee population and in the communities. You know, we are a reflection of the communities where we, where we live and operate. Um, and I think what that is, is it's making responsible investments. So ensuring that um, we have a community investment team that uh, meets on a monthly basis and that team uh, really strives to find opportunities in, in our communities, mostly through nonprofits, but not always. Um, sometimes it's through educational um, institutions, but finding opportunities in, in our communities where we can make um, uh, social investments, either a financial investment or contribute via volunteer time in a way that reflects our values. And so, you know, when it comes to inclusion and diversity, it's, it's doing that in a way that reflects who we are as employees. Um, and we have found uh, a lot of different ways to do that, whether it's the women in energy um, groups that exist in the state, whether it's the Women's Energy Network that is a, a nationwide um, uh, network for, for women in all forms of energy, um, or whether it's through groups like the Colorado Association of Black, Black Professional Engineers and Scientists that do um, mentorship programs for youth um, and encourage them to uh, dive into STEM style curriculum. So, so it's, it's really walking the walk and, and listening to our employees and um, showing them that uh, who they are um, and where they come from is just as important of a reflection of our values as a company as, as the work we do every day. Um, and again, I think that comes back to a word I've said a couple of times, but it's, it's authentic. We want to really build relationships uh, with these organizations and with these people in the community. And we have to do that by engaging our entire employee population. Um, and I think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in one more thing. Um, embrace the millennials and make them a part of the dialogue in the company. Um, listen to them. Because one of the things that I love most about millennials is that um, they look at careers and they look at their work very, very differently. And it has to have meaning and it has to have substance and the company has to have um, a commitment to those things. You know, I talked way back earlier about the big why, how I needed to have something that really inspired me. Well, millennials take that to the next level. And when they look at a company, that company needs to be actively giving back and, and supporting the, the communities where, where they work. And, um, I think that's really inspiring. And, and I think that, um, you know, speaks volumes for a really hopeful, innovative, um, exciting future for, for businesses in, in, in our country. Well, thank you. That was going to be my next question on how we could um, definitely attract more of the younger generation. You're, you're right. Millennials are the younger generation definitely has a, a different view on uh, how they work and on the companies that they want to join. So uh, that I think that is the biggest thing that we might have to think about as uh, some of us are getting older in this industry uh, on how to to attract them and make uh, 
oil and gas more um, more favorable to them and, and more in tune with what they believe and how they want to conduct their their careers and their lives. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's that's again that 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 that's where ESG plays a really big role. It's it's um, you know this is a cool, exciting technology company. Um, you know, we don't just go drill holes in the ground and hope to find oil, right? This is this is really high tech, exciting stuff. And um, one of the best examples of that was when I went out with uh, one of the folks on our geology team, um, woman named Sarah. She and I went out and talked to a group of sixth graders, and she was talking to them about studying geology. And she said, "I've." been on volcanoes, active volcanoes. And these kids are like, wow. And she's like, and I've blown up rocks with a laser to see what's inside. And they're like, wow. And it's like, that's oil and gas, right? So um, I think it's it's that um, that level of enthusiasm and, and, and inspiration that, you know, if, if you're a kid that really digs dinosaurs and rocks, um, there's a there's a future for you here. Or if if you're if you're somebody like me, you know, I was I was the peacemaker. I was the hippie in high school. I wanted to you know be a writer when I grew up. Um, I studied English and philosophy at the University of Colorado, and I ended up finding myself in in this fantastic career because I get to do um, what I love to do, which is connect people and tell stories and and um, advocate for for what I think is right and and. Um, you know, I think that that oil and gas has so much of that to offer. And if I could, I'm sorry, Bonka, I keep just going on, but if I could, um, you know, one of the things that I love to talk about is I'm pro fracking because I'm a feminist. And I get so many kind of crooked glances when I say that, but I'm really passionate about that. And, and I think if you, um, if social justice is important to you, and if um, being a responsible leader, whether it's in your community, or in um, your industry or in the world, I think you really need to consider what the um, what part domestic oil and gas exploration plays into that. Because um, a lot of oil and gas is developed in parts of the world that don't have the same standards um, for uh, women in leadership roles, um, don't have the same standards for women to um, pursue educations. Um, for women to freely pursue jobs outside of the home. I mean, that's a big deal. So uh, why in the world would I want to rely on another country that maybe doesn't allow women to get educations or allow women to choose who they marry? Why would I want to rely on that country for my energy resource? Um, you know, you really, I, I think these are really, really big topics that people need to consider and um, it's one of those things that makes me very, very proud to be in this industry because um, oil and gas is an integral part of our modern lives, um, integral, whether it's, whether it's in the energy we consume or uh, transportation or in the plastics, everything that's making us be able to function during this pandemic relies on oil and gas. And um, if, we, if we turn all of the oil and gas field, um, if we turn the DJ field in Northern Colorado into a big solar farm, that's not going to replace our needs. We're going to have to get it from somewhere. And I personally would rather get it from the place that, that does it under the strictest regulations and does it in a way that is um, fair, uh, whether you're looking at diversity, inclusion, um, you know, environmental protections, 
I mean, those are things that are all really, really important to me as a woman and as a Coloradan. Greatly said. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I heard this a comment that you made on a panel, and I found it really interesting. And I wanted to know if maybe you could expand a little bit on it. And uh, you mentioned that oil and gas was a data-driven industry, but that it was also a socioeconomic powerhouse. What did, what did you mean by that? I found that very, very interesting. And I wanted to see if maybe you could expand a little on that. Yeah, I would love to. So um, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. There is so much information um, and there's so much information that goes into um, when we're talking about the, the data, so much information into researching and understanding the resource and where it's at and how to access it. So much information when it comes to um, applying and receiving a permit. To, to drill and access those resources. So an incredible amounts of data. I mean, when you consider that we're taking a drill bit and we're putting it a mile and a half down in the ground and then a mile and a half to three miles out underneath, I mean, that's that's an incredible amount of data. So um, it's very, very scientific and, and it's very, very complex. Um, but when you look at it from a socioeconomic standpoint, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, and there's a lot of facets to this. So um, I touched on the workforce diversity piece earlier um, and how proud I am that our industry has so much to offer um, people of, of all levels of, of background and education. So that's really, really exciting to me. I, I come from a working class family. Neither of my parents went to college. Um, it was a very, very high priority for them that I did go to college. Um, but to me, I'm really inspired to see um, the hardworking families that support that are supported by careers in the oil and gas industry. Um, again, regardless of whether you're working on a rig or driving a truck or working at a service company or um, you know in some of those data-driven office-based roles. Um, but socioeconomically, it's it's a, it's a whole different ballgame when you look at um, what it means to a local municipality where we are operating, because um, the tax revenue is absolutely astounding. And this tax revenue goes directly into schools and fire districts and um, infrastructure, um, road maintenance. I mean, this is an incredible amount of economic infrastructure for communities. And those are communities that are small towns out in Weld County, but it also is incredible amount of economic infrastructure for a place like Brighton, which really is, is I could probably point to it out my window right now, right? Really, really close into Denver. Um, and then also uh, it's, a, it's a socioeconomic powerhouse when it comes to um, those, those mineral and royalty owners. I've, I've had um, the good fortune to talk to a lot of these people and it, is, it, it changes lives. It really changes lives when somebody um, can lease their minerals to an oil and gas company and, and receive the benefit from, from, those, um, from that production. Um, we have a mineral owner on a series of wells that we are planning on drilling in Q1 of 2021, who um, he's, he's built a great career and he's taking the revenues from his oil and gas production and putting them all into um, a nonprofit school that he's a supporter of. So that's, that's a really big deal. It definitely is. I think uh, a lot of people don't know just how much uh, 
oil and gas companies, at least in the state, contribute to the, to the, the state economy. And I think a, a lot of companies might do a disservice to themselves by not actually talking more about how they are part of the community and helping the communities. Uh, in a way, a lot of the rural ones uh, survive. Oh yeah, I mean, take a drive up through some of these rural communities and 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 check out the fire departments. I mean, they're really incredible, and and those are built by oil and gas. Um, I think there's a cautionary tale in there too, though. I think we have to be very open about that economic impact, that very positive economic impact. But I also um, want to walk that line very carefully because um, I think that. Um, the oil and gas industry in the last couple of years, particularly here in Colorado, has um, backed people into a corner where they're presented with a false choice, where people say it's economy versus health and safety. And that's just not true. And, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with ESG and with transparency and communication. Um, we have to show people that we can have both. You know, we are, we are really, really smart people that 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 live in this world today. And um, the technology that surrounds us is 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 astounding, and um, it's really it's it's really a false choice to say that when it comes to oil and natural gas production development, um, we have to choose between economic uh, a flourishing economy and the health and safety of our of our environment and communities, um, because because I think they are um, very synergistic, and I think that we we absolutely can do both. Um, we just have to really do a great job about communicating to people um, how that's done and, and the types of innovations that have occurred that make that possible. It's that wonderful word, communication, that we all sometimes have, a tr uh, have trouble uh, doing. But um, one final question, uh, Susan, is what advice or recommendations would you give to women that are planning uh, a career in oil and gas? Yeah, I, I would um, uh, find your tribe and, and, and be unabashedly um, excited about it and seek out mentors um, and, and, and know that mentors come in, in many, many different forms. And um, I, I mentioned that earlier, I have been so blessed uh, with mentors that have inspired me and taught me, taught me really tough lessons sometimes and um, helped challenge me to not only be the best person I could be, but, but really ask the hard questions. And, and if something doesn't feel right, um, you know, learn more about it and, and, and challenge yourself and each other um, to be a little bit better every single day. Um, but, but build your network. And, and um, you know, there's, there's so much opportunity and, and so much to be done, so much work to be done. Um, that, that for, I think, women who would want to pursue a, a career in energy, the world is your oyster. Um, learn, learn a second language if you don't know one already. Um, understand that, that oil and gas resources are all over this world. You know, there's, there's a, a tremendous amount of opportunity um, for women to do that. And um, at the end of the day, uh, find your passion and find what really lights your fire and um, makes you so excited to come in and, and um, be able to, to weather the really, really tough days and, and celebrate the really, really uh, great days um, because it's hard work. Um, it, it can be very discouraging sometimes when, when you feel like you're always the bad guy. 
Um, I've been in public environments. I've been at protests where I have been spit on, where I've been yelled at, and I've gotten, you know, really mean phone calls and, you know, developed thick skin. But, but you know, it's, it's that underlying passion and that commitment and that fire in your heart um, that makes you keep coming back for another day and, and knowing that you're doing the right thing for the right reasons and, um, you know, build that, build that network of people and, and um, uh, always be looking to how you can um, then pay it forward to that next generation of, of women or um, whoever might, you might be able to touch and inspire and um, share your enthusiasm and, and wisdom, um, wisdom with, because um, it goes both ways. And uh, I had coffee with a, a former intern on Saturday and it a, made me feel really old. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I have a real mama bear sense of pride for, for all of these really brilliant young creative minds that I've had the opportunity to intern with me over the years. Um, but it also made me incredibly proud um, because that's your legacy, right? Your legacy is, is, is what you inspire in, in those that are going to take, uh, take the torch when, when, when you move on to a, 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 different, a different goal and, and a different milestone. So um, that's, that's pretty exciting stuff. As far as mentors, Susan, how do people go about, first of all, finding one and then seeking them out. I think that's a, a, a pretty, uh, not, uh, I would say, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How, how do you uh, look for a mentor and how do you seek them out? I guess? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can, you can maybe feel a little bit like a baby bird, like, will you be my mommy kind of thing? But that's, you know, I think um, I, I did it by asking a lot of questions and, and, seeking out like-minded people and, and finding folks that, that knew the answers that I could learn from. And um, as I said earlier, know that, that leadership and wisdom and insight and, and mentors come um, in all shapes and sizes. And um, I've learned just as much about leadership and about courage and management um, from somebody in the front seat of a Ford F-150 than I have from somebody who, who might sit at the chair at the end of the, the long intimidating boardroom table, right? And, and um, you know, celebrate that, that diversity of knowledge and experience. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's what it's all about. I was once taught by somebody very early in my career to always ask questions of people because people, you know, can talk about themselves and you can always spark conversation and learn more about people and, um, you know, learn learn more about yourself by meeting people where they're at and and um those mentors will naturally rise to the top and never be afraid of asking that person out to coffee that um you know never be afraid of sending that linkedin request and saying hey i you know tell me more about this um never be afraid to to stick your neck out there and say i'd love to buy you lunch and, and learn what i can learn and um, read a lot. <laughs> um, you know, these, these are the types of things that, that have helped me. And, um, you know, I, I would not, I would not be standing here. Um, I would not have the blessings and I would not have the gratitude in my heart that I do without all of those mentors over the past many years who have taken me under their wing and given me that opportunity. 
That sounds great. Actually, it's some of the advice that maybe our parents give us or gave us when we were little, you know, it's like, don't be afraid to go up and say hi to somebody. Exactly. Don't be afraid to ask them what they do. So yeah, I guess that's something we need to remember as we get older that sometimes we revert back to some of the things that we did as kids when we didn't have that, uh, that buffer. The most basic lessons, look both ways before you cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time and thank you so much for uh, your insight on ESG. I find it very interesting. We're living in very interesting times right now, not just in the oil and gas industry, but uh, it's always nice to, to get uh, somebody's uh, point of view on what's going on within the, the industry somewhat. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity. I can I can talk for hours about this um, again because it's so important and so meaningful to me, but um, really grateful to you guys for, for wanting to have me on. So so thank you. Well, and I could listen for hours. I always like to learn and uh, and uh, ask questions. And this was actually very interesting. And uh, hopefully we can continue another conversation some other day. I would love to. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you.